The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Let's jazz it up. Let's all get together now. Welcome to the Laura Theodore Podcast. You may know me from my popular television show, Jazzy Vegetarian, where I feature easy and delicious vegan recipes, along with tips for living a kinder, plant-based life. Now I invite you to join me here each week, where I'll welcome amazing guests to share upbeat and informative conversations featuring motivational lifestyle advice and nutritional guidance, plus lots of jazzy-licious recipe ideas. It's all served up with sensational music on the side. Music! So let's get talking. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Laura Theodore Podcast. I am your host, Laura Theodore. I'm so glad that you are here with me today because we've got plant-based recipes for busy moms with Holly Gray. And I do want to say that Holly is a fabulous guest and she's got some wonderful tips for us, but she's got great tips even if you aren't a mom, if you're just busy, we're all busy these days, right? And we want to cook those fabulous plant-based meals. And she's going to help us with some great tips to learn how to do that. And meanwhile, I want to thank you so much for being here. We're here at Mind Body Spirit FM each and every Wednesday. And I'm so honored that you choose this podcast to listen to. But let's just get right to it. It is now my great pleasure to welcome Holly Gray, who is the creator, author, and editor of This Wife Cooks. Holly is an avid recipe collector, developer, and food photographer. This Wife Cooks was started as a fun way to keep track of kid-tested and family-approved recipes. Holly was a lifelong meat eater, but she became fully vegan in 2017 on New Year's Day. What a great way to start off the new year. And Holly's mission is to share how easy it can be to cook plant-based meals that the whole family will love. And I'd like to welcome her to this program right now. How are you today, Holly? Hi, Laura. I am well. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, thank you so much for being here because when I found your website, I thought, wow, this is fantastic because you really specialize in plant-based recipes for busy moms. But as I started looking through it, I realized these are plant-based recipes for everybody, anybody, 
who's busy, of course, but also if they're not busy, they're just great recipes, your photographs are beautiful. So I just want to get right to it. What inspired you to start your website, This Wife Cooks? Uh, Well, Laura, This Wife Cooks was started back in 2008 as essentially just a personal recipe collection for myself. It was a fun way for me to keep track of recipes that were kid-tested, family-approved, and that's really what it still is today to a large extent. Um, What has really changed the most on my site are the types of recipes that you'll see. Um, our, Our meals have evolved significantly as I've gone from being a lifelong meat eater to a vegetarian in 2012 and then eventually committing to going vegan in my diet on New Year's Day 2017. Wow. Congratulations with that. Thank you. You know, my journey to turning vegan was also a long one, and I know a lot of people take that journey in that way, and I think it's a great way to go. But, you know... What's so incredible about your website is that you are such a talented food photographer. So the recipes really, really, really speak to you, I guess is the best way to say it. Uh, What's the URL of your website, please, so everybody can visit there after the show? It is thiswifecooks.com. That's it, thiswifecooks.com. I want everybody to visit there after the show. So... You have incredible tips throughout the site. You have incredible recipes. But I would be so pleased if you would share your top three tips for making vegan snacks and meals that kids will actually eat. Okay. Well, it's, you know, it's not that difficult, actually. The number one tip, I would say, is keep it simple. Just keep snacks on hand that require very little to no preparation Stock up on things such as fruits, granola bars, dairy-free yogurt, hummus, veggies, things like that. And, and don't forget to check the frozen aisle for ideas. My daughter loves to snack on edamame, and I will buy whole bags frozen and then just pop a portion into the microwave to thaw, and she eats it by the bowl full. It's a wonderful high-protein snack. Number two is for older kids, like teenagers. These guys can handle making their own snacks and also require something more substantial than, say, an apple or a banana. One good option for older kids is to either purchase or make and freeze easy options for them, something like burritos, vegan cheese burritos. Those are great and easy grab-and-go snacks for teenagers. You can... Keep sandwich-making supplies readily available, such as dairy-free cheeses, vegan deli slices. There are some really, really good uh, pastrami and turkey plant-based options out there. You can also throw some vegan pizzas in the freezer that they can heat up anytime. And the key with older kids is to keep these snacks easy and readily available. And yes, for a teenager, pizza is absolutely considered a snack. Number three suggestion for keeping meals kid-friendly is once a week or however often you like, let your child decide what's for dinner and then 
get them involved in the process of shopping for the ingredients and then actually cook the meal together. And if you have multiple kids, this can be a fun group project. The idea is that getting a child or children involved in the process of preparing their meal helps them to feel more invested in it and therefore more likely to eat it and want to share it with others. I love those ideas, and I particularly love the last one because I think in our world today, more and more kids are growing up and they don't know how to cook. And that can be a real problem when you become an adult and you have to make meals for yourself. So yeah, I think it is an important life skill. <laughs> it is. It is an important life skill. I agree 100%. And I'm even big on not only getting them to help make the meals, but also learning how to set the table, clear the table, you know, help a little bit in the kitchen with the cleanup. I think those are all good things so that kids grow up knowing that, uh, well, they got to make the meals and they got to clean up afterwards, don't you think? That's right. My mother-in-law used to always say that if you eat here, you help clean up too. I love that, yes. Now, a lot of us are very busy, uh, particularly moms are very, very busy, particularly these days in the way the world is. And when you're busy and you're serving a whole family or you are serving people that are coming to your house and they are omnivores, or maybe they don't like all of the different vegan foods, et cetera, et cetera. It can be really challenging. I mean, it's still challenging for me, Holly, when I have people over figuring out what to make. So you've got some great suggestions for serving family-friendly main dishes, entrees, for busy moms and busy people who are just starting to add more plant-based recipes into their weekly menu plan. And I was hoping you'd share those with us. Absolutely. Uh, my first suggestion is don't make any drastic changes. And what I mean by that is start slow. So if your family is accustomed to eating dinners made with ground beef or chicken every night, then an abrupt change over to beans and tofu or tempeh may not be as well received as you were hoping. So one way of easing your family into plant-based meals is simply swapping meat for plant-based alternatives. There are a wide variety of products out there that mimic the look, feel, and taste of familiar meat flavors, and most grocery store chains now have whole aisles dedicated to these vegan and vegetarian options. I mean, we are living in a truly amazing time. We can buy 100% plant-based versions of ground beef, sausage, chicken, turkey, even pork and fish, and just swap those in for meat and recipes that you know your family already loves. For example, maybe you make an amazing spaghetti and meatballs, and your family just cannot imagine life without your famous meatballs. You can still make that dish that they love. You're just now using a plant-based ground beef alternative in place of the animal-based ground beef. And the same goes for cheeses of all sorts, dairy products including eggs, milk, yogurt, ice cream. So you don't have to eliminate favorite meals. 
you can still make the spaghetti and meatballs and many other recipes. You're just using plant-based ingredients. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And, you know, when I started out, and even when you started out in 2017, in the past five years, Holly, don't you agree that there have been so many more items that we can select just in our regular supermarket? I mean, we can go in there and get so many vegan versions of as you're saying, our favorite meats, our favorite cheeses, our butter, our, you know, egg replacements, mayonnaise replacements. I mean, these did not exist a while back. And once again, even five years ago, I mean, in the past five years, this whole industry has really boomed. And do you think that made it a lot easier for you, particularly being a mom in changing over to being completely vegan? Oh, absolutely. 100%. And it's amazing because we're not even talking about going to specialty grocery stores to find these items that we're talking about. These are your everyday chain stores. You can go to Target and they have vegetarian and vegan versions of these meat and dairy products. Yeah. And that did not exist 10 years ago. And didn't exist to the extent that it does now, even five years ago. Yeah. I mean, I'm just continuously amazed at what the new products that are coming out. I am too. I am too. And, and, uh, you know, we love to support them because they really do make the transition a lot easier. I remember that when I was um, becoming vegetarian and then eventually becoming vegan, uh, once I became vegan, I lived in New York City still, so it was pretty easy to just go to, you know, a market that was in the neighborhood. It did has still have to be a specialty market and get different vegan items. But then when I moved out of the city, I was like, oh, my gosh, wait a minute. I can't get this stuff at the grocery store. I mean, there was barely tofu at the grocery store when I became vegan, and that's really what made me start my blog and my podcast and my television show because I was, I was really wanting to help people to transition to being vegan by using whole foods. But now it's so much easier because you have all these fantastic substitutes that you can use to make the journey you know, a lot easier, particularly if you have kids. I mean, I can't even imagine having kids and trying to make them be vegan without them complaining, which just brings me to a quick question. How did your kids take it when you turned over to being vegan? I mean, how did they, did they follow you on the journey? What was their reaction to that? Well, since I do all the cooking at home, to some extent, yes, they did follow me. Um, So, um, yeah, I love it. So at home, they're vegan because that's all I cook. That's and great. But I would start with, you know, recipes that we were already making. I would make lasagna or enchiladas or tacos or whatever recipe they, I already know that they like, and I would just use the plant-based products. Yeah, that's a great and, idea. You know, it's fine. As long as it tastes good, they don't care. I, agreed. Agreed, 100%. Well, I was really blown away by your chocolate chip cookie dough frosting recipe. And everyone who's listening, we are going to be sharing that on social media this week with a link to Holly's site, thiswifecooks.com. There'll be a link to the recipe so you can actually get the recipe and see that fabulous photo that you took. So just share that recipe with us today, if you would. 
Uh, sure. This is uh, cookie dough frosting. And I like this recipe because it's easy, delicious. It's ready to go in about five minutes. You can put it on cakes, cupcakes, brownies. And since it's vegan, there's no eggs. And you can. it's perfectly safe to eat it straight from the bowl if you want to do that. So all you do is you use your mixer, hand mixer, stand mixer, whatever you've got. And you cream together one half cup of vegan butter half cup of light brown sugar, and one quarter cup of granulated sugar. Then you're going to stir in one teaspoon of vanilla extract, a half teaspoon of salt, one and a quarter cup all-purpose flour, and a quarter cup of plant milk. Now, for this recipe, I like to use oat milk. I like the mild flavor of it. Unsweetened almond milk would also be a good choice. And then once you've got it all mixed up, You stir in one cup of vegan chocolate chips and your frosting is ready to go. And that's it. Wow. That's a good one. And your kids must love that, right? They do. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think kids and adults, everybody of all ages would love that recipe. And everybody's going to love your website when they go there later today. Thiswifecooks.com. The fantastic Holly Gray, who is a super, super talent, a great recipe developer, and a fantastic, just a fantastic all-around gal. I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy, busy schedule, Holly, to be with us today. And I'm wishing you and your family a happy and a healthy vegan day. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, that was the fabulous Holly Gray. And of course, you can visit thiswifecooks.com and get all those fantastic recipes. And as I said earlier, we're going to feature her recipe for that chocolate chip cookie dough frosting on the Facebook page. So, in jazzy news this week, season 10, season 10, season 10 is still airing all across the nation. If you haven't seen season 10 of Jazzy Vegetarian, and you have it in your local area, just check your local listings, and it's a great season, and you can find those recipes for season 10 in my new updated 10th anniversary edition of Jazzy Vegetarian Lively Vegan Cuisine that's easy and delicious. You'll learn more about that. You can purchase a copy that I will sign for you on the website at jazzyvegetarian.com. That's jazzyvegetarian.com. And for those of you who do not know, if you have the Create channel, that's a great television channel. It airs in over 85% of U.S. television households. So do check your TV lineup and see if if you have the show, because it airs every Sunday and every Monday on the Create Channel. We're so grateful to those folks for airing our program each and every week. Vegan and delicious, my recipe of the week. 
This is from Season 4 Recipes. It's from Episode 402. And this is something a little bit different. Spring has just about sprung. Well, actually, it has sprung. And salads can be on our mind. And this is something just a little bit different. And it is an oil-free recipe. Of course, it's totally vegan. So those of you that are oil-free and vegan, this is a great one. And it's my crunchy jicama and spinach salad. It's really a tasty salad with a jazzy twist. Now, jicama, you say, what the heck is that? Well, jicama looks like just this gigundi potato, and you're going to find it in your supermarket. Most well-stocked supermarkets carry jicama, and once again, it'll look like a big potato or like a big turnip. And it's wonderful because you do want to make sure to peel it very, very well. It has a real thick peel on it, but it's wonderful to munch on for a snack. And it's wonderful in this salad. And we're going to start off with the dressing. This is my maple mustard dressing. And you'll start off with three heaping tablespoons of Dijon mustard, three tablespoons of maple syrup, two cloves of garlic, minced, one tablespoon of filtered or spring water, plus more as needed, one quarter teaspoon of sea salt, and a pinch of cayenne pepper. Then all you need to do is put all of the ingredients in a small mixing bowl and whisk, whisk, whisk until smooth, adding more water if needed to achieve your desired consistency. Now for a sweeter dressing, you can add more maple syrup, and of course you can add olive oil to this if you prefer. Then for the salad, it's a pretty easy one, but it's got a great combination of ingredients. You're going to start with 10 ounces of baby spinach, one medium-sized jicama peeled and cut into strips. Remember to really peel that jicama well. It has a very, very thick peel on the outside. Then 16 grape or cherry tomatoes cut in half, 12 green olives or 12 kalamata olives. Fabulous with this. Eight teaspoons of chopped walnuts, four teaspoons of raw or roasted sunflower seeds, and then four tablespoons of that maple mustard dressing, plus more as needed if you like more dressing on your salad. All you need to do is divide the baby spinach among four salad plates. For each serving, top with one quarter of the jicama strips, eight tomato halves, and one quarter of the chopped olives. Sprinkle each serving with two teaspoons of the walnuts, a teaspoon of the sunflower seeds, and drizzle One heaping tablespoon of the dressing over each salad, plus more if desired. It is yummy. It is good. You're going to find that at jazzyvegetarian.com. Under recipes, you're going to scroll to season four recipes, episode 402, episode 402, crunchy jicama and spinach salad. Well, for music today, you know, the great late guitarist Joe Beck was one of my favorite musicians of all time. And I was so honored to record an album with him uh, about 10 years ago. And this is a great cut that I love with Joe Beck and Allie Ryerson, the great flautist, Allie Ryerson. And it's appropriately titled, Laura, Joe Beck and Allie Ryerson. Thank you. 
a fabulous track. I just love that, don't you? Well, it's been a pleasure being with you here again today, and I hope you've had a good time being here with me. And I do hope you'll tune in each and every week to the Laura Theodore podcast. But until next time, be happy, be healthy, and be well. From me, Laura Theodore, a.k.a. the Jesse Vegetarian. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.